Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast in which I'm joined by Corey Disson. So this is for the CEO or an average Joe, because the undisputed heavyweight champion of content, Corey Disson, has provided grassroots guidance and has mentored professionals around the world to 10x their professional brands and unique selling positions through social media as a one-on-one marketing and business coach. Entrepreneurs also rely on Corey's motivational support to create a pragmatic and personalized approach to organize time, get you out of your own way, refine sales communications and optimize business infrastructures. As a long-serving head of two national corporations, the owner of two others and founder and president of a... Now, this is something that might not mean everything to everybody in the world, but certainly in the US, a 501c3 non-profit. So for the rest of us, a non-profit organization. Corey puts his experience and acumen from all three of those to work for his clients on day one. Whether you need a co-pilot and a counsellor as a one-on-one marketing advisor, your brand identity and collateral revamped with the Dissing Design team or virtual administration help through the Corey's business bodyguard, Corey Dissing has the guts, and trust me, you're going to find this out a little bit later, and the nuts to help you and your business to go get it. Welcome to today's podcast, Corey. Thank you for having me. What what a pleasure. What a great introduction. I might know the guy who wrote that. Yes, yes. It, it's always surprising, isn't it? We write these and then when you listen to it, you think, who is this guy? Oh, it's me. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> so, you know, there's obviously a lot of uh, heavyweight champion, go get it in there, guts and nuts. Um, and I'm really looking forward to rolling our sleeves up and getting stuck in here and giving the listeners something of value. But before we do that, let's have a quick chat about what we're drinking. So I've got two drinks, listeners, here today. So I'm at the end of my day. And I know Corey, actually, as we were just talking about, is probably at the end of his day as well for different reasons. But So I've got a honey and lemon to keep the voice going, but I've also got my trusted black coffee as well in my in my flask here. Tell us a little bit about the the drink that you have here today. And most importantly, tell me a little bit about the mug that it's in as well. Sure, absolutely. So, I mean, I know we're this is an audio-only podcast, but I'll put it up on video since we're mm. on video as well. Uh, I'll start with the mug. The mug is uh, for Saddleback College. I live about a mile from there. Okay. That's where my son completed his sophomore year of school uh, and played baseball for uh, that school. And he just got drafted into the major leagues. He's down in Florida wow. now, plays for the Philadelphia Phillies. So I have a certain affection for uh, yep. this school, and I'm happy to plug them and gladly uh, say this is the container for my caffeinated beverage Perfect. this morning. And it is morning time where I'm at in, in California. And I'm, you know, I'm a pretty, uh, pretty basic guy. I keep things very simple, and I'm drinking a very simple Folgers coffee, black, nothing added, just another jolt of caffeine. This is uh, cup number two. I start my day very early, so 
I mean, here we are. I started around 4.30 this morning, and now we're a little after 9 o'clock. So this just give me a little boost so that I am well energized for you today. Perfect, perfect. And, and great. And I, I couldn't quite see what was on the mug, but usually if people have got a mug that they're precious about, it's always good to have that conversation. And, uh, yes, and, great, and great that your son's in the... Yeah, in there with the in the league as well. So that's great. He must be very proud. Are you kidding me? I mean, uh, it's it's a great. That's a whole that's a whole other podcast you and I have yeah, to do yeah. to talk about his story. It's we're his mother and I were were very very proud. Yeah. One one thing I've always wanted to do, and I've travelled um, particularly around Canada, and I'm a big ice hockey fan uh, because of that. And I've always wanted to go and watch a, a baseball game, and. I went along to Toronto to visit many years ago and I thought, this is it. I'm going to go to the stadium. I'd flown over it in the helicopter because they've, mm -hmm. they've got two stadiums, one either side. I actually got to fly the helicopter, which was really cool as well because uh, he knew I was a pilot, so let me have a bit of a fly, but don't tell anybody. Um, and we went to the baseball stadium and we missed it. It was the day before was the, oh, the, no. the the home game and then the next one wasn't until we went back so i still have yet to see a live baseball game and that's one of my bucket list items so who knows i might go down to philly well hopefully uh you and i will get to share a very expensive beer and a very expensive hot dog <laughs> one day watching my son play baseball yeah yeah nothing changes does it around the world it's always expensive <laughs> when you go to the venues there you go for sure so you know in the the, the bio that I read out there, you know, you gave us a, a little bit of a taster into, you know, the businesses that you have, the Disin Design team uh, and the virtual administrative help. What's been the latest or most significant thing that you've been working on in both or either or any of those businesses? So, and then the, the, there's a third element there, which uh, might not have been uh, as obvious. I mean, I'm a marketing and business coach. I mean, that's yep. in essence, that's what I do. And I work with entrepreneurs all over the country and beyond. I work with, you know, folks in Europe and whatnot. Um, but uh, a lot of my focus has been on my uh, graphic design team. Yep. Where, you know, it, it's, it's nothing that fancy when I mean, we do great work. Um, but uh, we're getting a lot of business for website design for logo design for social media graphics um that's a big piece of what i'm focusing on uh it kind of ties into what we were just talking about with my son's schedule yeah you know we like to have a lot of time freed up to see what he's doing my wife just got back from florida to see him uh playing down there at camp so um you know we're, we're focusing a lot of our energy on helping uh, small businesses and, and entrepreneurs, you know, create their visual identity. Yeah. Is that something you're finding that people are stepping out of their comfort zone and being more stretching in what they're looking for in their design? You know, is, is that something you've seen change recently? Because I know from my point of view, you know, if you'd have spoken to me three years ago, you know, I was very sort of... Um, conservative in a lot of my designs and now you know a lot of my stuff you know I, I definitely like to be more creative more engaging i like everything to have a pair of eyes and a smile on it normally or something like that is that something you've seen change in the way that people are looking to stretch that a little bit well i mean that that kind of uh, works hand in hand with uh you know w with the coaching that i do not to say you have to to hire me as a coach to get me as a, a designer 
Mm-hmm. But a lot of what I preach is, is even if you're a solopreneur, even if you're a one man band or, you know, the chief cook and bottle washer for your company, you need to present yourself less like a freelancer and more like a large company and a yeah. large company has very distinct branding to help you stick out and yeah. to be remembered. And that's what we try to help flush out of said person business is yeah. what that visual look is that they can apply all across their online presence. Forget about just a business card or even just a website. It needs yeah. to be on all your social pages. It needs to be on all of your posts, on all of your videos, all of your reels. You need to be able to have that consistent look. And we try to help folks develop that watermark. Yeah. That it's not just a picture from Simon. You definitely know this is Simon's picture because right. it's got his stamp on it. Yeah, yeah. And I must admit, I was shocked only too recently when I saw a Facebook ad and I thought, wow, this looks great. This looks like a great course, great product. And it was professionally done. It was branded. It looked great. And of course, you click and it takes you to a landing page. The landing page was completely different in its branding, its coloring, its look. Mm. And that lack of consistency, it was shocking how different it was and of course that lack of consistency just didn't just screw with my mind it confused me and confusion loses sales so i didn't go any further and yeah well the real the real question is is who is that person so i can help them yeah yeah well yes yeah i need to refer to that person definitely but it was definitely that's one of my lights just gone off um it was definitely one of those things that was jolting because it was so different and what would you say about the consistency? Because you've alluded to it there, but what about that consistency of, of branding? Why is it so important, do you think? Well, it's vital. I mean, that when I work with a client in any capacity, that's the first thing that I examine is that when I do my homework on you, because you, when you're going to hire any co- new company, even if you're going to order lunch, you a lot of times look at the website, look at the menu, look at the pictures. You want to see... You're looking for a sense of credibility and legitimacy. And if you know too many people that own businesses, even if it's a side hustle or a moonlighting opportunity, they're putting this, themselves out there not as a business owner, but as just Joe Smith who sells this widget for fun. Yeah. And that says a lot about, it can say a lot about the quality of what you do, the good or service that you sell. It's all about perception. So what I tell folks is, is when you see Coca-Cola, it's red and white in that scripted (laughs) font everywhere you look. There's no reason why you can't market yourself the same way. And when people go, you should not look different on your LinkedIn page than you do on your Facebook page, than you do on your website, because you don't know the consumption habits, the online, the social media consumption habits of the people that might spend money with you. They might travel on Twitter a little bit, but really love Instagram, or they might really be locked into LinkedIn and they check Facebook at lunch. But every time they see you, they need to know it's the same person, entity, company every time, or else you look like you're an amateur. 
and you get the trust, you get the credibility, and you help set those expectations of what they're going to get when they buy from you and what level it's going to be at as well, isn't it? You know, why would you want somebody being attracted to you because of your poor brand identity and expecting to pay $50 when really you're pitching at $1,000? You know, it's, it sets that expectation as well, doesn't it? Well, so, you know, how can, I, how can I in good conscience charge someone to help them with their brand, with their identity, with creating recognition if I'm not leading by example and doing that myself? Correct. Absolutely. So I want to ask a bit of a backstory because as I'm, as I'm reading your notes here and you, you say uh, here about the long-serving head of two national corporations, uh, a non-profit, what led you to become a marketing and business coach? Because there's got to be a reason behind it. We don't become coaches just by chance, do we? we yeah, there's usually no. a story behind it. So give us a, an insight into that story, please, Corey. Sure. I mean, and it's kind of a... Uh... A two-pronged approach. Okay. Uh, first, I'll talk. It's kind of in my genetics. Uh, you know, my mother was a teacher. Um, was always the the most authoritative voice in the room, no matter where she was, whether it was in the classroom or <laughs> at a family function. You know, she was the the source of center of all of the power. Yeah. Um, my father was a manager, you know, managed companies large and small. So when I, you know, uh, you know, jumped into this world, it was kind of by default. You are going to be a leader because mom and dad were both leaders and I did public speaking. I used to speak to my mother's classrooms as a teenager. She would have me give little speeches about this, that or the other. So I was doing that from an early, at very early age. Every little part-time job I had, I was either the supervisor or the shop steward, et cetera. I was the captain of the baseball team in high school. I was always, you know, it was baked in the cake to be a leader. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, my background, what got me involved in marketing and the media and advertising is I ran a national production company that made anywhere from six to 700 commercials a month for clients all over the world. I ran a company like that for almost 30 years. Okay. And that was, you know, full blown, you know, TV spot production, radio production, booking actors, actresses, uh, managing uh, and booking voiceover talent. That's where I got my chops. I did that for a long time. And, you know, along the way, I dabbled in other little entrepreneurial ventures uh, in the heat of the recession in, in 2008, uh, I came up with the wild idea of, well, why don't I start a personal training business? It, this is over in addition to I'm still running the production company. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for funsies, you know, I, I at my local gym, I started just asking people, hey, let me help you with this. Let me show you that. And I made a bet with myself. I said, hey, if I can get 10 people to pay me to teach them how to exercise correctly, I will move forward and turn it into a business. Well, fast forward five <laughs> years later, when I sold that company, I had my own brick and mortar structure, owned all of my equipment, was completely in the black, had oh, six people working for me and a book of 200 clients. And I did that in five years and sold it. So I had the entrepreneurial bug yeah, yeah, to be sure. the market and be a leader. But then, you know, as the, the autumn of my years with the production company approached, 
you know, I'm, I'm the vice president of the company. I, you know, was the highest paid employee, had the longest tenure, had every perk you can imagine. Yeah. But as my kids were, were leaving the house and were getting ready to be empty nesters, I said, you know, I don't feel that fulfilled anymore. I need something to light a fire. So I said, what can I do that can take these leadership qualities that were instilled in me as a young man by mm -hmm. my parents? and mix it with my marketing and branding expertise that I use for all these other clients for three decades, what can I do to create another business? And I saw there was a void there um, about five years ago for online social media uh, marketing coaching geared towards voiceover actors and on-camera talent because I saw they were really good at their craft, but not so good at developing their own business. They were relying on the agent model and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I did. I start, I took that same approach with developing a marketing coaching business that I did with the fitness business. I said, let me see if I can get a handful and I'll keep going. Well, here, here we are yeah. five years later from that, and I'm semi-retired now. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And making better choices about what you do with your time, with your kid, et cetera. So, yeah, amazing. At, look, I'm not a rich man. I've made I made a lot of money, but I'm no longer uh, concerned with those kind of things. I keep the refrigerator full and the lights on and gas in the car, <laughs> and that's good enough for me. The currency that I spend the most now, now that I'm 50 years old, is QTL, which is quality time left yeah. with my wife, okay. with my sons, with my daughter-in-law. I live in, in an area of the country that has beautiful weather year round. I'm 10 minutes from the beach. I'm yeah. very spoiled. Yeah. But stop. I stop work, stop I, right there. You're making us all jealous. Just <laughs> Well, my point is is I worked very hard yeah. to spend that currency. I don't own an expensive car. I don't live in an expensive house. I don't wear expensive clothes. Yeah. But I have a high value on the time that I have left with friends and family. And that's what I take advantage of the most yeah. every day. And and there's an element of true wealth in that as well, isn't it? Because many people get lots of the other things you've just mentioned there, but still feel unfulfilled. They're struggling, they're searching, but that sounds like true wealth that you've got right there. It's the only wealth. And it took me a long time to figure that out because I chased the money and the toys and the house and the cars and I did all that. Yeah, yeah. But I got rid of it all. It's gone. Yeah. And I'm yeah. 10 times happier without that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've shared this story on other podcast episodes about the friend of mine that, that passed away when he was 56, always wanting to get to that retirement that he and I both talked about. And when I was 42, I stepped out into coaching and sort of uh, semi-retired, as it were. But I usually have a saying that we moved to a house where we could have our horses at home. We used to have seven horses at home. We've got sheep and other things. And I used to like the cars and horses took me from Porsche to pick up. So I get more excited about my pickups and my tractors now and my my John Deere. I love my John Deere, my yellow and green John Deere than I do about yeah. the fast Porsche that I had in doing track days and things like that. So, yeah, it's it's that it's true, overrated. true wealth. True wealth. That's yeah, definitely overrated. I am I am rich and I'm not talking about my bank account. Yeah, exactly. So. Obviously. This balance that you've got and the backstory behind that is is really important. And 
you've got a couple of things about 10xing personal brands and their unique selling positions. I think you know those USPs, however you want to phrase them, are one of those things that have almost become slightly disregarded because people have heard so many bad examples or so many different perspectives. Give us your attitude towards unique selling positions because I usually say propositions um, but give us a, a bit of a, an insight into what we might take away from that USP. So I have a very simple philosophy and it might be uh, considered controversial or counterintuitive is that even if you are a very good technician or tactician of whatever service you provide or whatever widget you sell, yep. no one cares how good it is. No one cares. It's not as unique as you think. You're not that special. And I'm not trying to be uh, a jerk. I'm being, I'm putting a cold splash of water. Yep. There are thousands and thousands of people out there attempting to do the exact same service or sell the exact same or near same product. No one is that unique. It's very rare, you know, Steve Jobs, okay, very, very rare. Yeah. You know, when they, you have a cup, but for, for, for most of the regular folk like us, you're not, you're not that special. So what are you going to do to stick out and be remembered to be noticed and be remembered because no matter how what no matter what your craft is no matter what your vocation is your job is not to say how great you are at said vocation or craft your job is to be you is mm. to be you outwardly and to project it to the world because that's what's going to create something called no like and trust. When you create no like and trust, the business will come to you. The money will follow. If you specialize in being you, all those other things that are that are attached to success in business follow. So being able to uh, adhere a logo like you know you're seeing behind yeah. my head or a saying on my shirt yeah. is only good if you are relentless and screaming it from the rooftops and sharing it all over the place the unique selling position or that proposition or that tagline slogan brand whatever you want to call it it does not have to be some unbelievable uh combination of words or phrases it just has to be repeated often enough so that it becomes part of the lexicon so people remember who you are. The, the three words on my shirt are, it's not poetry. Yep. It says, go get it. But yep. people know me as the go get it guy. You're the go yeah. get it guy. I tell people you have to go get it. You want to go chase your dream? Go get it. You want to own a certain car? Go get it. You want to make a certain amount of money? Go get it. And the only reason that people know that is because I've said it and printed it and displayed it millions of times yeah. that's how that's become recognizable so that in a long convoluted way I'm, I'm answering your question yeah yeah it's important that if folks want to be successful in their entrepreneurial journey that they they pick that identity 
and they are proud of it and they share it tenaciously. Yeah. You, as you were talking there, you reminded me, I used to be in a networking group when I had the construction business over here in the UK. And we used to have a, a butcher, a meat butcher. Uh, and he used to walk into the networking group and his tagline was, pleased to meet you with meat to please you. Okay. Yeah, it's great. But but it's interesting because it, it's a little bit wordy. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. But he said it every single time. And you're, you're absolutely right. Because when he walked into a room, he would put his hands up and he'd go, pleased to meet you. And the whole audience, if there was five people or a thousand people, they would all shout back with meat to please you. They all knew Score who he was. The butcher. Yeah, he yeah. did a good job. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, so I love the way I, I love the importance, listeners. There of yeah, we sometimes have something that's unique. We sometimes say it, but are we say it often enough that people recognise it as us? And you said there, our job is to be me. You know, your job is to be you, listeners. That's that's your job. Be be you be unique consistently so that people remember you. Absolutely. Well, let me add one more thing that mm, will kind please. of make, put a nice big bow on this for your listeners to kind of help them, help it sink in. When most folks start a business or they decide, hey, I want to have a unique logo or tagline or slogan, they say, hey, I, I got to do some branding. I got to get branding. And most folks believe or are conditioned to think that branding is only a noun. Okay. It's okay. only the logo. It's only the slogan. It's only the colors or the fonts or the facade. And sure. once people invest in that, they pay a designer for a logo. They get a website built. They get postcards, t-shirts, blah, blah. They say, I'm branding now. And yeah. then... If they're not getting where they need to be, they say, well, branding doesn't work. Here's, here's the rub. Okay. Branding is also a verb. You have to take action every day with that logo, color scheme, font selection, tagline. And you have to, like I said, be tenacious with it. You have to yeah. communicate it over and over and over again where you think, oh, man. I'm probably bugging this person or this group of people because <laughs> I'm being repetitive. Exactly. That's the whole point. Repeat yeah. it over and over and over again because you're saying it over and over again. It feels very repetitive. But to the short attention span to Joe Q public, you need to say it that amount. So that little bit sticks and they remember you and you have to do it consistently for a sustained period of time. You can't do it for two weeks. The honeymoon's over in two weeks. You got to do it for two months, two years, and so on and so forth. That's how you brand. Mm -hmm. I rest my cake. Yeah. And I just want to come to one sort of final point before, you know, I ask you to tell us how we can find out more about you, et cetera. Because Absolutely. some people probably don't even realize that they need a business coach. Even less people probably think they need a marketing coach. Now, you know, I've always had two separate coaches, one a business coach and one a marketing coach. I love the fact that you combine the two. 
because you know the two definitely have to work together and and mine didn't always work together that well sometimes they're in conflict but from a point of view of what a marketing coach brings because you get consultants that give you a a sort of a marketing plan and we we have all the standard things we expect from a marketing uh, consultant what do you bring differently or what do you think any marketing coach should bring differently to that role that's a great question. I have a very specific answer. There, most business marketing coaches will supply you uh, an unending list of X's and O's, nuts and bolts. Yep. Do this on social media. Use this template. Buy this service. Use this method. And, and I have a collection of that, too, that I share. Sure. But... What I like to tell folks is, is all of those things are great, but they mean nothing if you don't have the right mindset, approach, and the confidence to utilize them. Yeah. And that's what people come to me for. I have an abundance of all three of those things, mm-hmm. and I have plenty <laughs> to share. So I like to get people unstuck. Um, you know, I, I often tell folks I'm like a locksmith. They say, what do you mean you're a locksmith? Well, I help you unlock your potential. Sometimes, depending on who that person is, it's as simple as locating and inserting the right key. Okay? Sometimes you got to use bolt cutters. You got to crack that lock and it's going to be a little tougher. And then sometimes you have to really dig deep and get into the crust of someone with an acetylene torch and blast that thing and go, (laughs) hey, we got to get you out of your own way because – most folks don't understand that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And they need that mirror applied to them and go, look, this is your reflection. This is what I see. You know, Muhammad Ali, here's an example. Yep. Undoubtedly, he's, he, he is known as the greatest of all time. Heavyweight champion of the world. You know, very well-respected man. He had someone in his corner to say, this is what I want you to fix in this round. This is the adjustment I want you to make in order for you to win. And if it's good enough for the heavyweight champion of the world, a man of the stature of Muhammad Ali, it's good enough for a local business owner in pick a market, yep. United States or Europe. Yeah. And, and I think you know, a lot of the listeners to this will be probably service-based businesses, coaches, consultants, and you know, a lot of the guests have been. What you've said there, I think, is so crucial to those kind of people because very often – they have a set of tools that they use they have a set of processes and when somebody tries to understand what the coach or the consultant or the advisor does they go straight into the the vomit of what they do and how they can help what you've given us there is a is a masterclass by that locksmith comparison everybody listening to this knew and was leaning into what you were saying about the you know the the bolt croppers the the gas torch you know people can say oh you're like a this because you can relate to it can't you so being relatable and i just want to share one story with with you Corey. and uh, hopefully you'll you'll see this benefit and listeners as well as well i I went to a network meeting when i first became a coach and i yeah i'm just a construction guy i was dropped into coaching um 
when I sold my construction business and thought this is going to be a dream and it wasn't quite the dream I thought it was going to be in the beginning. But I went to a network meeting and there were 11 coaches in the room. Mm. 10 stood up and I was number 11. And they all stood up and said, hi, I'm a business coach. This is what I do. I've got a disc. I've got an assessment for this. I've got, and they did all this. I stood up at the end and I hadn't got a clue what I was going to say. And I'm racking my brains. So I said to the, to the room, I said, look, I wear the, the title of a business coach. But I'm nothing like a coach because a coach picks you up from a designated stop that you've got to make your way to. It takes you a set route which often isn't the, the shortest route and has lots of diversions and stops in the way. And it drops you off somewhere near to where you want to be. I'm more of a taxi. I pick you up from exactly where you are. I take you the fastest, shortest route because I know how to get there. And I drop you off exactly at the destination you want to be. And that, wow. that relation and you know, what you and I have just shared there, if anybody's listening to this, as a coach or a service provider, that's what people go, I get it now. I got six appointments from that networking meeting. None of the others got one single appointment because nobody connected with them. Nobody related to them. And it's so important to do that as well, isn't it? You can't please everybody. You need to embrace who you are and what makes you unique and and outwardly share that and people will gravitate you will yeah. get your tribe you will get the people that your story your attitude your persona will resonate with and then and they will they will go out of their way to invest in not only themselves but in you yeah yeah completely agree so You've, you've given us some real insights here, Corey. Where do people go to find out more about you? What would you like to direct the listeners to? Well, of course, I mean, you, you can uh, go to CoreyDisson.com, C-O-R-E-Y-D-I-S-S-I-N.com. You can Google Corey Disson. And if you don't find several links, <laughs> then I haven't done my job right. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm on all the social media platforms. Uh, you know, platforms, LinkedIn tends to be my jam, but I have a good presence on all of them. And of course, I also have, you know, you can find the Disson design team there, but CoreyDisson.com is generally the, the most effective way to, to get in touch with me. Yeah. And I just want to point out something that will be in the show notes as well. A social media survival kit. Hmm. So, yes. so we, we're, we're going to send, we're going to send people to that link. So, Give us a little Wonderful. bit of a sneak preview to, to that. What would, Absolutely. what might I expect? So, yeah. The two things that I hear the most often from entrepreneurs is, is I don't know what to post and I don't have time to post. Yep. So what I created is something called a social media survival kit where we supply you with 20 uh, evergreen branded posts that you can use on all platforms it's hands-free for you. All you got to do is say, hey, I want one. My team dives into you, does all the research into your online presence, and we spit back at you these 20 posts. And we often include in there some frames and whatnot that are branded with your logo and stuff that you could fill yeah. them in with and recycle them. But basically, even if you used each of these posts one a day every weekday, you have enough for an entire month. And if you rotate them, you have enough for an entire year. Yeah. And it's very cost-effective. Perfect. Well, I can think of uh, 
a few people I know that I'm going to send to that link and listeners check out that link as well. So go to the website. Just give us a website again. Sure. It's uh, CoreyDisson.com. Go get it. <laughs> go get it. Yeah. Perfect. So if you could give Corey the listeners a tip, a lesson, something they can do. So we're giving them lots of insights, but if you could give them something that's actionable that they can take away from today's podcast, what is it that you'd like to share? So the first is, is, you know, look, I am an accomplished marketing and business coach. I'm not trying to advertise for myself, but my point is with all the success that I have enjoyed, I too have a coach. I've used a coach. I, I am a, I subscribe to having the coaching model. And one of the coaches that I've worked with, who's a dear friend of mine, um, a man by the name of Dana Cavalier, um, he says something that I share and I like to spread around is that consistency mm. over time yields results. Consistency over time yields results. Take everything, be amazingly good at something very small. Be like an expert at that small thing, at another small thing, become an expert at that. I'm, I'm talking, these could be mundane tasks, whatever they are. They are. Sure. But when you build up those bricks, eventually you will build a wall. Most people, when they're told, hey, go build a wall, it's a very daunting task. And they think about building an entire wall. I'm telling you, go brick by brick and you will get where you want to be. Just stick it out and be patient, be consistent. Yeah, perfect. You've shared so much and I really appreciate that and some some real insights, as, as I've mentioned a couple of times. And yeah, for me, the, the no one cares how, how good the thing is or the service is, is, is a great takeaway. So I want to come to the, the, the final question. Okay. If you were to have your next mug of coffee in your chosen mug or cup of coffee, and you could have your favorite business book to read whilst you're having the coffee, what would that book be? And where would you be reading it? Wow, okay. So I'm- Perhaps a dream location. Yeah, I I mentioned uh, about my my friend and and coach, Dana Cavalier. He he wrote a book called Habits of a Champion. Okay. Um, And that that would be the book. I I can't stress that enough. I'll also, I'll stick a second one in there called uh, The Seven Minute Setup from uh, my friend Frank J. Lopes. Um, Both books give you roadmaps on how to become successful and how to do things step by step. And I know these men personally beyond reading and enjoying their books. Um, And if I was going to be in the perfect setting, um, I mean, selfishly, I probably would be in a baseball stadium somewhere awaiting watching my son playing a game. Um, And I'd be right there with you as well. Yes. And I'd be treating you to a very expensive beer and a hot dog for sure. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Great. Well, look, you've, you've, been an absolute pleasure um i knew it was going to be some fun listeners you've had plenty of guts in this uh, podcast plenty of passion and enthusiasm and you know now it's a case of going out there and doing something with what Corey's given you and shared with you here so thank you for being a great guest uh it's been an absolute privilege you know happy i could help i'm here if you need me for anything else yeah. and listeners only one thing remains let us know how you found the podcast and most importantly, what difference the actions you've taken from what you've learned today has made to you and your business. 
let us know the impact that it's have. That's always a great thing you can do and leave us a great review. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you. Thank you.